Good morning. Happy Trinity Sunday. Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Right after this sermon, we will recite the Nicene Creed. This creed and the Apostles' Creed are statements of our basic beliefs about God. Trinity Sunday is a good time to think about these beliefs and what they mean to us. When I first came to the Episcopal Church, I did not know much about what Episcopalians believed. I chose the church because I knew that the service was the worst service of my childhood. And so every Sunday I just followed along and did what everyone else did. I stood when everybody else stood, sat when everybody else sat, kneeled when everybody else kneeled. I prayed, I sang, and took communion never once thinking about the relationship between what I was doing and what it meant to me. Worship was what I did on Sundays. Living life was for the rest of the week. I never thought about how what I believed was the catalyst for my actions. And then one day there came a time when while reciting the Nicene Creed, I suddenly thought, do I believe this to be true? And for a while, I would not say the creed because I thought in order to be able to declare and to affirm the beliefs in the creed, that it was necessary for me to be able to explain the Trinity, and I could not do that. So each Sunday, I would question myself. Okay, Pamela? Can you say the creed with conviction? No. Why not? I cannot explain how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are the one God of our forebears. How does that work? I don't get it. I remember once asking someone about the Trinity, what they thought, and what they believed. Their answer to me was this. It is a mystery. And I thought to myself, they don't know any more than I do. <laughs> and I don't know anything at all. So this spiritual tug of war went on for quite a few years, to be honest. Now what some of you don't know about me is I'm a very literal, logical person. And so when I was a little kid and I learned those Ten Commandments, and they got to the part where there shall not be no God before me, I was stuck on like, but if I worship Jesus, am I working? You know, I was just like, I was lost, man. And I wanted to believe. I wanted to say the creed with conviction, and I wanted to understand why the Trinity is the way, the truth, and the life. Three natures, one God, how can that be? And then one day, I gave up the struggle. 
and just decided to believe the words of the Nicene Creed. Like many things that I don't understand how it works, it doesn't prevent me from gaining benefit from them. I don't know how TVs work. I don't know why little dials on the radio bring you to different... I have no idea how that all... Like of all the rays that are going around and how that one gets to your radio on the right station in the way that you want it. I don't get... Thank you. I don't... I don't people have tried to explain it to me. I don't get it. And so it was, it was logical that I could then say, you know what? Maybe you don't have to understand the Trinity. Maybe you can just live into the belief that the words of the Nicene Creed are true. It was not quite a fake it till you make it scenario. Rather, I just decided to embrace the mystery and see what would happen. And this is what I learned. We don't have to understand the Trinity to trust in triune love. Our desire to be in a relationship with God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is not intellectual. It is a matter of the heart, not the head. Many people who come to worship at Incarnation have questions about Episcopal traditions and beliefs. They may come from different faiths or have no experience with the faith tradition. However, there's something about our faith that resonates with them, and they want to know more. So for you cradle Episcopalians who know all this already, this is just a moment for reflection, because now I'm speaking to the people who don't know this, maybe as well as some of us. Maybe it's been a long, long, long time since confirmation class, and a little refresher is in order. So today, I thought I would use the rest of the sermon to talk about what the Episcopal faith says about the Trinity and the creeds. My sources are the Episcopal Church website and the Book of Common Prayer. And if you're new to our congregation, it's this red book with the cross on it. And on the side, it says prayer book and mine says prayer book and hymnal, but most of them just say prayer book. Okay. And I'm specifically looking at the place in the prayer book that is called the Outline of Faith, or Catechism, and it begins on page 845. And I wanted to cite that, so if you want to go back later and look it up, you could. The Episcopal Church website says, we have two foundational creeds that we use during worship. The Apostles' Creed used at baptism and daily worship, and the Nicene Creed used at communion. In reciting and affirming these creeds, we join with Christians across the world and throughout the ages in affirming our faith in the one God who created us, redeemed us, and sanctifies us. The, and by the way, if you get confused about which one's which, it's hard because they're very similar. So let me outline a few slight differences. The Apostles' Creed contains statements about our belief in God and who God is, belief in Jesus Christ and Jesus' relationship to God, of short biography of Jesus' life and his role in our lives, a belief in the Holy Spirit, and four gifts of grace, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. 
It is shorter. The Apostles' Creed is shorter than the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed explains a little bit more. It states our understanding of the Trinitarian nature of God. However, it says so much more about the life of Christ and the reason Christ came to be among us. It also goes on to talk about who the Holy Spirit is in much more detail than is in the Apostles' Creed. The Nicene Creed connects baptism to the forgiveness of sins and affirms our belief in the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Our collective recitation of the Nicene Creed binds us together as disciples in communion with one another. The Catechism describes, among many things, the Trinitarian nature of God. It describes our belief in God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These descriptions help us to understand the Trinitarian nature more fully. And I'm not going to go into exact replication of what it says, but here's the summary of these three sections. The Catechism says this about the Father. There is one God who created heaven and earth and all that is seen and unseen. It means the universe is good, and it is the work of a single loving God who creates and sustains and directs it. The world belongs to the creator, and we are called to enjoy it and care for it in accordance with God's purposes. All that God created includes human life, and that means that all people are worthy of respect and honor because all are created in the image of God and all can respond to the love of God. In its description of God the Son, the Catechism tells us that Jesus is the only perfect image of the Father and shows us the nature of God. The nature of God in Jesus is love. By God's own act, his divine Son received our human nature from the Virgin Mary, his mother. The divine Son became human so that in him, human beings might be adopted as children of God and made heirs of God's kingdom. By his resurrection, Jesus overcame death and opened for us the way of eternal life. Jesus went and visited the departed and offered them the benefits of redemption also. And then Jesus took our human nature into heaven when he ascended. He intercedes for us with the Father, and we share in his victory when we are baptized into the new covenant and become living members of Christ's body. The Holy Spirit, according to the Catechism, is the third person of the Trinity, God at work in the world and the church even now. The Holy Spirit is the giver of life who spoke through the prophets. The Holy Spirit is revealed as the Lord who leads us into truth and enables us to grow in the likeness of Christ. We recognize the truths to be taught by the Holy Spirit when they are in accord with the Holy Scriptures. There is more in the Catechism. However, I wanted to stop with these three descriptions 
because there's a few questions that I want to pose and I hope you will consider exploring. If we truly believe that the world belongs to God, the creator, and we are called to enjoy it and care for it in accordance with God's purposes, can we at this point in time say that we are acting in accordance with those purposes in the way that we are caring for God's creation? What have we done and what have we left undone? And how might we interact with God's creation in ways that are reverent and loving? If we believe that Jesus embodies both the love of God and human nature, what does it mean to become living members of Christ's body? How does believing in Jesus help us reconcile the call to love with our human natures. If we believe that the Holy Spirit is the source of truth that helps us to grow in the likeness of Christ, how does that truth shape our consciousness and our actions? How might we structure our lives so that we commune daily with the spirit of truth? Questions lead to reflection, exploration, more reflection, and most often, more questions. Do we take the time we need to be nourished and guided by spirit as we seek to act on behalf of Christ and be in a loving relationship with God every day? And if not, why not? I believe that this fall, we will have opportunities to explore the tenets of our faith through Christian education classes and Bible study. We can use these opportunities to explore more deeply these truths and why we believe what we believe. Our understanding of the nature of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit as our unified source of love, redemption, and everlasting life defines for us what it means to be a disciple and Christ's own forever. Let us embark on that journey of discovery together.